Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is Extra Time, AFAWSL fan channel. This is Keith, back with you again, and I am solo. Uh, this is your Arsenal women feature uh, for the week, uh, for this week. Uh, it, I am recording this on April the 1st on a Friday, uh, and this is on purpose. Uh, this is not an April Fool's joke or anything like that. Welcome aboard. Please smash that like. Please, if you like what you see, you like what you hear out there, if you're listening to this on the podcast and not looking at my receding hairline and thinning hair, uh, please give a five-star review and share with your friends. It helps all these weird you know, uh, algorithms out there and so forth. But this is your Arsenal Women review uh, for this week. And I did this on purpose to record on I on a Friday, the day after uh, Arsenal played in that second leg of the Champions League quarterfinal against Wolfsburg at um, at Wolfsburg's uh, men's stadium uh, yesterday. Uh, just finished watching it replayed uh, again. Uh, and so forth. Thanks to the happy people at YouTube and and uh, Dazen uh, or Dazen or Dazon. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but thanks to them for putting it, uh, streaming it live and so forth. Well, what a women's Champions League quarterfinals we have had. I mean, eight quality, solid teams and matchups were just awesome. I mean, just just awesome. And there's one matchup I haven't finished watching all the way through yet, which is Juventus uh, playing at Lyon uh, yesterday. I did not have not finished watching that. I'm still on like the 20th minute on that one um, and so forth. So I'm looking forward uh, to finishing that. So I'll know who all the semifinal folks are. But 91,000 at camp now you've got to give a shout out for that i mean ninety-one thousand a record for a club women's match club women's match uh there was one match in the in the world cup when it wasn't recognized apparently back in the 70s in mexico it's at the estadio azteca uh where i think there was close to a hundred thousand uh there uh, that apparently is the record, but it is, quote, unrecognized by FIFA, from what I understand. So the club record uh, is uh, held at Barcelona, kept now uh, with that 91,000 for a Clásico uh, with Real Madrid. And Real Madrid is, is a team you're going to have to watch out for uh, in uh, the Liga Primera, um, you know, in uh, España, uh, as well as, uh, you know, your typical folks you would be looking at in uh, Spain, which would be Barcelona and uh, Atletico Madrid. It's been a very good side, but Real Madrid, the way they've transformed, kind of transformed things there and the resources that they have available to them. Real Madrid is a up and coming uh, team in Spain. Uh, So, um, so be mindful of that, but you know, uh, Barcelona goes through, they, they have been, uh, you know, just regal <laughs> throughout the entire season, uh, just smashing opponents left and right. And, and uh, you know, and they, they certainly smashed Real Madrid at home in that record crowd uh, to move on to the semifinal against the winner of Arsenal and Wolfsburg. And then one of the other quarterfinals is PSG against Bayern Munich. Now, PSG, probably the best team to possibly go at Barcelona, the teams that uh, I know that are remaining. 
uh, they have the, you know, they have the firepower to do it. They have the defense to do it and so forth. And they beat Bayern. But unfortunately for Bayern, playing in Paris with the ultras there, the ultras of PSG, uh, for the ones, you know, just really, just, you know, really banging it out, noise, crowd, everything at the Parc de, uh, Parc de Paris uh, there. Um, you know, and um, and unfortunately, Bayern Munich, you know, they could have gone, they could have taken that one. They could have taken that tie, but they had like seven players out. Uh, you know, not available to play, and this game went into extra time, uh, and so forth. And and PSG does have some chemistry issues. Uh, they've had off-field issues, things like that. And uh, but they came through. And PSG has that. The makeup of that team, you know, might be the best matchup against Barcelona later on down the line. But the winner of you know Barcelona and Real Madrid was Barcelona, of course, as I just mentioned, against the winner of Arsenal and Wolfsburg. And so let's talk about Arsenal uh, and so forth. Let's talk about Arsenal. That's what we're here for to talk about. Again, remember, smash that like and also uh, subscribe. Also share with your friends, you know, if you like what you see, you like what you hear um, and so forth moving forward. Um, And also I am looking for another contributor for Arsenal women. If you are a fan of the Arsenal, the Gunners women's side, and you want to take a crack at being on YouTube and being on a podcast that covers uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City, and the WSL, please DM me on Twitter, you know, um, at Extra Time uh, Talk uh, is the Twitter handle. You can DM me there and um, be happy to talk to you about coming on and being a contributor uh, for us um, and so forth. So I'm still looking for somebody to do that, which is why I'm solo today. But I'm happy to be here, happy to be talking to you about Arsenal. So Arsenal, let's just paint what the board looked like in the Champions League. You know, caveat, let me do a segue. Arsenal's match over the weekend, uh, they were supposed to play the North London Derby over the weekend. However, that game got postponed over the weekend due to COVID cases on the Tottenham Spurs end of things. So not on the Arsenal side, but on the Tottenham side. So Arsenal had the weekend off going into this match yesterday. So they had a good amount of time to rest and so forth because we were thinking possibly like yeah they had the North London Derby you know coming off the game at um you know at the Emirates uh the the it was going in as a draw you know as a draw into the second leg one to one uh you know Arsenal got that late goal uh by Boomin Moy uh in you know like the 83rd minute you know on a free kick from um Tobin Heath and you know even though Wolfsburg was the better side that night you know, it still is 1-1 on the scoreboard going to Wolfsburg, right? And then, you know, knowing Wolfsburg is going to play in the Frauden Bundesliga uh, over the weekend, maybe they we're going to rotate, maybe not, you know, who knows, uh, and so forth. So um, it, it was um, really, you know, it may have been like, I was thinking, yeah, you know, they got that rest coming up and that might be a good thing. That might be a really good thing <laughs> to have um, that rest and Wolfsburg not having that rest and being forced to rotate potentially and so forth. So, uh, but Wolfsburg is at home in their men's stadium and so forth. So, um, but going into it one to one, I really felt like Wolfsburg was the better team uh, in leg one. Uh, but you know Arsenal was right there, and Arsenal hung tough, and they had moments uh, where they did really, really well. Um, 
and had sustained attack and did well defensively against Wolfsburg's pretty formidable attack that they have going on. But I really was given the edge to Wolfsburg going into the second leg at Wolfsburg, despite the rest. But I thought, hmm, you know, maybe... Um, you know, maybe the tide might turn, a more rested Arsenal side possibly going in um, and so forth. So, you know, it was going to be interesting. And this is the, the the fixture I was looking most forward to out of all of them was this one, obviously, since I, I cover Arsenal women, right? So, but let's take a look at the, what the lineups look like. And, and I'm going to tell you what I think. Um, and as you probably well know out there, Wolfsburg did win the second leg uh, last night. And they won two to nil. Uh, and so forth. They got an uh, early goal by, <laughs> and this always happens, doesn't it? Doesn't this always happen? I think it always happens. I think it is a sports rule that your team at somewhere down a line is going to be in an important match against somebody. And one of their players will be a former player of your side and they will score against you. And so when I saw Joel Roard in the ninth minute, you know, when Arsenal failed miserably to clear out the box on that free kick, you know, at that point in the match, just not doing a good job at all, clearing that out. And and Joel Roard gets a leg on it and then gets it across the line um, and so forth to go one nil. Um, you know, in the match, 2-1 on aggregate. I was like, oh, man, if it can be anybody that's going to score against Arsenal, it would be one of your former players from the season before. You know, Joe Roard is an excellent player. Uh, and, you know, and she came through, uh, you know, when Arsenal just was not able to clear that box out. But let's let's jump there. I, I think there was a mistake at the beginning here. A couple of mistakes that I'm, I have questions about. I'm not... I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert, uh, you know, or anything like that. Uh, and, um, and and sorry, y'all have Inglington Gazette down there. Josh, you're still with us. You're still with us, Josh. You may not even be here, but you're still with us. You're still you're still here. You know, love love to you, Josh, and and I miss you, man. Uh, going over this stuff, but this is this is courtesy of FB, uh, FBref.com. This is the lineups as it as they uh, for the match last night, Arsenal against Wolfsburg at Wolfsburg, and you know per this, and I'm not sure this is exactly the way they lined up in terms of the formation, um, but if it, it, it you know, but it kind of is. It kind of, I felt like it was more like a three-four-three kind of setup. But, but they have it as a three-five-two, and I think this was a bit of an error. And I think Arsenal, I think Jonas Edvall was trying to be a little bit more conservative than he should have been in the lineup and his choice of players. I would not have had. You had Tobin Heath up front with Blackstanius. I think that was a mistake. I don't think putting two up front um, was a good idea. And I would not have started Tobin Heath in this match. She has been much better for Arsenal coming off the bench. I would have had, I would not have had two up front. I would have gone in a 4-3-2-1 uh, type of situation or 4-2-3-1. I would not have had two up front. Uh and I would not have had Tobin Heath starting uh, this match, um, to be honest. 
uh, would have had a different setup. I would have had a different formation and I would not have started Tobin uh, in this particular match. Um, you know, and I'm just being honest, you know, I would have had more like Caton Ford, Jordan Nobbs, Nikita Paris, you know, I would have had, you know, um, I would have had somebody else in there, but I would not have had two up front in my mind. I think that was a mistake. There's a formation that doesn't look like that the team is pretty familiar with. Uh, and I'm just looking to see, yeah, Caitlin Ford came in for uh, Tobin Heath at halftime. Um, this is not the lineup I would have gone with against Wolfsburg. Um, I, I, I would not have had um, a back three of Wuben Moy and Leah Williamson and uh, Steph Catley against the the really strong midfield that, you know, Wolfsburg put out there. You know, Huth on one end here and Joel Roard on the other end. And then up front, they had two up front, which really worked very well. Uh, Vasmuth and... Uh, John Rossettier, uh, who is like 20 years old, <laughs> um, possibly a star in the making for, um, for Wolfsburg starting um, there. Um, and she, John Rossettier was obviously involved in both goals. Um, and um, I mean, really, I mean, she really dominated uh, anytime she got the ball and made a run down a flank, she dominated with her pace, her strength, her everything. She really dominated and really took advantage of some flat-footedness and slowness. Uh, and you know, um, particularly when it came down to Noel Moritz and um, you know Steph Catley or Woman Moy. I mean, she, her pace was incredible. Uh, and really just hard to manage uh, there as well. But, I, you know, going back to this lineup, I, I would not have had a 3-5-2 um, here. I, I would not have had a 3-5-2 here. You know, Miedema, you know, is in the kind of a 10 slot. Okay, got it. Uh, Kim Little next to her. Uh, Freedom Manum. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Katie McCabe, you got to have a got to have someone like her in a game like this, to be honest. Uh, and then Moritz, hmm. Yeah, I just would not have gone with a three-five-two. Uh, it seemed like more like trying to do a three-four-three, maybe um, potentially. But you know, you saw a lot of dropping back by Blackstanius. You know, that didn't really work really well. Tobin he not the person I'd want if I wanted to do a lot of pressing, uh, which I know Arsenal likes to do up front. But that that kind of stalled out. Um, you know, particularly in the first half. So let me let's you know let me just talk about the first half. All right. The, the first half, I mean, it was clear in the first half that uh, Wolfsburg was the better side. Um, on paper, the lineup they had versus the lineup with Arsenal, I felt they were the better side uh, going in, and they played like it. And they immediately really, uh, really started well on the front foot, and they really pressed really high. And they pressed really hard and they were physical and dominating and they, Arsenal couldn't do anything. Arsenal barely were able to get it out of their own third, let alone their own half, let alone trying to make a run in. And it was the runs that they had in the first half were like counters. 
Um, they really had no sustained attack. And that's not how Arsenal likes to operate. Arsenal likes to operate with the ball. They like to be the ones dictating the pace. They want to be the ones in the front foot. And no, this match, Wolfsburg took the match over from the very start. They were physical. They, you know, if, they, if this was a football manager uh, setup on tackling, they would have clicked the button called to get stuck in because they, they're always good for a tackle. They wanted a pressure, 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 tackle, tackle, tackle to get that ball away from, uh, you know, any Arsenal player that was trying to advance that ball forward, particularly in that first like 40 so minutes. Um, how many times did we see Miedema on the ground, for example, like, you know, anytime she got the ball, they were not going to let her affect this match and they canceled her out. They canceled Miedema out for the majority of the match. I mean, maybe one opportunity she had later uh, where she was close to the box and then she moved up to a more nine slot kind of role. Um, but otherwise, they can't, in my opinion, they canceled her out. You know, physically canceled her out. They were not going to let her do anything. Um, and any attempt to try to get the ball to Blackstaney is just wasn't working. Blackstanius then drops back a little bit more than I think she should have uh, to try to give some support. They were not pressing well. Arsenal was. Arsenal was not pressing well at all from the top. Um, I would not be expecting Blackstanius and Tobin Heath together paired as a two to be a, to be doing a lot of uh, high pressing. They didn't do a lot of that in the first half and didn't really do a lot of that most of the game, but primarily in the first half. So Wolfsburg had the opportunity to completely dictate. They dictated everything. They dictated the tone. They dictated the pace. They dictated the physicality. They were in control of the first 45 minutes. Totally. And I think Arsenal was lucky not to be down by more. You had that, uh, of course, the goal I mentioned earlier, the very first goal that really, really cemented the, the the first half to me, really cemented where things stood. But Wolfsburg didn't really stop for the entire rest of the half trying to stay on the front foot and were dangerous just about every single time, particularly uh, Jonas Satir, you know, on any one of the flanks, you know, just getting by people just getting by people they were dangerous every time now maybe they they were a little bit impatient at times Wolfsburg uh trying to get another the second goal they did get a second goal but it was obviously offside then let me put a timeout right here I, I'm happy that no well, I don't know if I am happy or not but okay VAR was is in place okay uh for this match has been in place for you know this round of the Champions League um why did it take a hundred minutes to figure out that Wolfsburg was obviously offside, you know, on that possible second goal? The, it was ruled offside on the pitch. Uh, and it was clearly offside. Why did it take them a hundred minutes to figure this out? I mean, I, I don't, I, I, that I didn't understand. And that, um, you know, that, that kind of, you know, and that's one of the complaints people have about VARs is, you know, these reviews on very obvious call should have taken, let, I mean, I'm not even sure it should have been reviewed. I'm not even sure it should have stopped to be reviewed. It was so obvious that it was offside, um, that, um, I'm, you know, I don't know why it took so long and, and you know, to figure that out. Um, uh, 
I'm confused. Help me. Help me understand, y'all. Put it in the comments, you know, why it took so long. I'm confused about this um, and so forth. And stuff like that kills the pace of the game. And that's one of people's complaints about VAR is it, you know, it takes, you know, it t- takes out the pace of the game and the, the momentum sometimes and, you know, uh, and just stops the game, you know, and uh, stops everything and um, and so forth. I just don't know why it took six minutes to figure out that that was offsides on Wolfsburg and the goal should not have counted, which, you know, it was ruled that way on the pitch. So just don't get that. But all credit goes to Wolfsburg in that first half. All credit goes to them. Um, just every aspect in my mind of playing, they were the better team. Um, they played better. Um, they pressured Arsenal. Arsenal had, had long moments where they just couldn't get out of their half. Um, couldn't string things together, struggling a lot in the midfield where, because Wolfsburg was just, you know, was doing really timely tackling, really strong defense, intercepting, um, a solid performance by Wolfsburg from a defensive standpoint, just like, we're not going to let you out of this half, um, of the box. And again, I think, well, I think Arsenal was lucky, um, not to be down by more, uh, because of how dangerous Wolfsburg's was. Um, they may have been a little bit impatient Wolfsburg at times, um, you know, but uh, they were particularly dangerous and was in the, at times they were just missing one completed pass in the box or one completed back pass and, you know, just outside the box, um, you know, so, uh, the last piece of it that would have been put someone in position to, to really get a clean, uh, goal shot in there to make it two nil, um, was missing. So, you know, got to give credit for Arsenal for, you know, uh, uh, putting up with all that pressure. It was a lot of pressure. Um, and so forth. So, so, but Arsenal goes down and is down at half. Um, they're down, you know, one nil on aggregate down to one. Now, knowing that the away goals rules out. So what happens? So just, I mean, just so you, if you don't know, this is the ways way goal rule is out in the champions league, both women and men. Right. So if Arsenal somehow scores and the game ends up tied, at 2-2, there's no away rule. So that's taken out. So if it's tied on aggregate, regardless of a, whatever, who scored a away goal or not, don't matter. If it was tied at the end of the regulation in the second leg, then it goes to extra time. And if it's still tied at the end of extra time, then you roll into the penalties. So all Arsenal need to do, and I think if the away goals would have been in effect, I think the same issue would have come up, um, maybe, um, and so forth. But you know, it could make come up if there were more goals played, but, but in this situation, if Arsenal were managed to get two to two on aggregate, get a second goal at the end, uh, like they did in the first leg, then this game would have gone extra time. And then the game kind of changes uh, a little bit. So what I found interesting was um, the, uh, the move to uh, swap out Caitlin Ford for Tobin Heath. And I get it. I would have had Caitlin Ford in there in the first place. I would have had maybe Nikita Paris in the first place. I, I, I mean, I just would not have started Tobin Heath. And I would not have started her up front um, in a two matched up with Blackstanius. I, I would not have done that. I know it's hindsight, knowing the result and everything else. I just wouldn't have. I'm not sure I would have done that, though. Uh, but Tobin Heath gets switched out for Caitlin Ford. I think 
was a solid move. I would have started Caitlin Ford to begin with um, and had Tillman Keith come in later. I mean, not Keith. I'm Keith. Tillman Keith would come in later. Um, but that's, you know, that's not how it was set up. But um, but I can see, you know, um, I can see why Edival decided to move Caitlin Ford. Now, this is where I think Wolfsburg kind of made a mistake um uh, from a tactic standpoint and if you in the, and if y'all want to uh listen to the show with mark uh with the manchester united women's supporters club where we, we did a weekly review there i talked about this team up by one goal with 45 minutes left or 30 minutes left or 60 minutes left my least favorite thing for them to do is to break from their own primary tactic to then try to lock things down, shut off things and play defense when that's not their style. And Wolfsburg in the first, I would say first 15 to 20 minutes of the second half, they went on lockdown. They tried to shut things down defensively. They didn't press as hard. They didn't push as hard on the offense. They started allowing Arsenal to get more involved. Arsenal to push things forward and Arsenal started looking a little bit more dangerous because Wolfsburg was kind of peeling the back, you know, they were, you know, they kind of had a park the bus kind of thing going. Um, and I thought that was a mistake by Wolfsburg and maybe it was a way to, con- to conserve energy. Um, maybe it was, uh, and I could possibly see that. Um, but to go defensive when you're on, when you're up only a goal, when you still have 45 plus minutes to play, when you have know that if it does get tied, you're gonna have to go play another 30 minutes. When the offense was so successful in the first half, I would have not pulled back. I would have gone for the front foot again. You know, I would have spent the first 10, 15 minutes trying to get goal number two. Uh, I think they would have gotten goal number two in the first 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and but instead they let Arsenal kind of back into it. You know, Arsenal started getting some confidence. They started make, being a little bit more dangerous. They started being able to be more clean and more crisp. They started penetrating the defense um, because Wolfsburg wasn't playing as intense on the defensive end and weren't pressing as much and they weren't pushing pushing the tone and the tempo and things like that. The physicality was still there, but I think they reeled it back in. They dialed it back. I'm not sure why. Um, again, maybe it was, uh, planned that way to conserve some energy for the end, knowing it could go for 120 plus minutes, possibly. Uh, but they were in a position where they could have put this game out of reach in the first half. I would have done it. Um, but that's probably why I'm sitting here, uh, and, and, uh, talking to you about what I would have done. How about you? I mean, would you have done that? Would you have, you know, closed up shot? You know, at the first start of the second half, if you were Wolfsburg, um, I, I would not have. I would not have known what I had available to me uh, on the pitch um, and so forth. But that's what that's what our um, Wolfsburg did. The Arsenal was pretty dangerous uh, for about 15 to 20 minutes uh, and so forth. Then, then Wolfsburg dialed it back up again. Um, they saw opportunities, they saw counters, they, the physicality was still there. They started pushing a little bit further up going into the 70th minute in the 71st minute, Nikita Paris comes on for Katie McCabe, understandable because now Edivall is trying to get a goal. 
he knows, obviously, everyone knows, they need a goal and they need to switch it up and they need to put in some more offensive firepower. So move Katie McCabe out, which I'm not saying that she's not good on offense, but you put in a goal, a natural goal scorer like Nikita Paris in there, and then you put in Jordan Knobs in for Freedom Manum. Good move. I would have not waited. I don't know. It was in the 70th minute. I probably would have put them in about five minutes earlier, maybe 10. Um, but but 71, knowing it could go to 120, not bad. Not bad. But then disaster strikes. I told you, mentioned earlier that Jonas Satir was so dangerous down the flanks, so fast, so good with the ball technically. And she gets by her defender. She gets by Moritz uh, in the box and is able to get it cross through. And, and Leah Williamson, world-class defender, world-class center back. You know what exactly what Leah Williamson's trying to do. He's trying to clear the ball out, right? Give, get him a corner. Just clear it out. Um, clear the danger. And she mistimed her kick. Uh, the ball looked like they hit the bottom of her foot instead of the top. And it goes right into the net. Own goal for Leah Williamson. And, and that's devastating at this juncture. Uh, any own goal, I think, is devastating. But uh, at this juncture, when you stole a goal behind, only a goal behind on aggregate, you, if you tie, you go into extra time, you still in the match, you still in this tie, you can still go forward. But this this goal, this own goal, crush, crushing. So that puts Arsenal down two on aggregate, down two nil in the match. Um, and it was just a it was it was a physical mistake, uh, you know, by Leah Williamson. But I give credit to Arsenal. I give them so much credit because guess what happens? Uh, they go. They dialed it up down to 15 from from like 8 to 15 on offense. And um, they have a me, almost immediately after that second goal, they go on a big time attack, their most threatening attack of the entire match. And you try to make your own luck, right? I talk about this, you know. You try to make your own luck. You try to create opportunities. And they did. They created two huge opportunities to to grab a goal back right and the post along with Wolfsburg goalkeeper Schultz um saved the day for them you know um hitting the post I don't know how that ball and I forget who was the header that that got that um you know and it hit the post and then another one got saved into the post again two huge opportunities right there, two huge shots. Any one of those could have easily gone in and they didn't. Schultz was phenomenal in that sequence. Um, and the, definitely the, the crossbar helped um, massively and the goal didn't happen. I mean, I, 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 I wonder that with a, what if y'all that, that if that goal, if they had gotten a goal there and pulled one back and the momentum may have shifted for Arsenal that it would have put them back in the game, got them re-energized, refocused, and instead it drained them. It drained them, you know. Um, 
uh, I think they felt, I, I mean, I know if I were an Arsenal fan, I probably, knowing how my emotional makeup is, I kind of would have been like, man, it's not going to be our night. Our goal, the goalpost is not our friend. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not our night. Not our night. And then later, if I remember my sequencing correctly, but then there was that, um, you know, there was the the play where where Nikita Paris goes into the box, right? Schultz comes out, right? And then to, to try to get the ball, right, from Nikita Paris. And was that a penalty? Was there contact between Schultz and, and Nikita Paris? Is Nikita Paris is kind of jumping over her? Um, not obvious to me. Um, but you could have made a call. You could have made a case for it. It didn't seem like a pen to me. It didn't seem like clear contact to me. Um, I know Nikita Paris tried to get the call. Obviously, I would have too. I would have definitely tried to get the call. I'm not sure it was clear enough evidence to me to overturn the no call and make it a penalty. Um, there just wasn't enough evidence. And just watching it over and over again, I don't think that was a penalty. I don't think you could overturn it. You could call it a penalty. And I'm not going to say that it was a dead on penalty. I don't think it was. Um, it wasn't that obvious to me enough to just say to overrule the referee on the pitch, uh, who I think did a fair job, um, you know, in the match as far as calling things. I, just, I don't think I would not have overturned it. It's just not enough evidence that there was clear contact between Schultz and Paris enough to say, yeah, that's that's a penalty. Um, I just. Um, I, I would have left it alone as a known call. Um, let the players play. I, I just wasn't convinced. And it turns out that VAR, you know, uh, you know, agreed with me <laughs> um, to and agreed with the referee on the pitch and called it a no call and no penalty. And again, that's another situation where probably Arsenal was like, you know what, it's not our night. And it wasn't. And the thing of it is, at the end of the day, Wolfsburg was the better team. They were the better team overall over two legs. They were the better team in the, this 90 minutes. They were the better team over 90 minutes in the first match, the first leg. They are the better team. They deserve to go through. But Arsenal gave it a go. And if some things had gone more their way, they could have gone extra time. And who knows what could have happened then. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, Wolfsburg wins. Wolfsburg gets the calls they needed. They um, they win uh, 2-0. Um, and they, I think they deserved it. They deserved the win uh, and to go through. Uh, they are semifinalists. They, you know, and I don't know if many people, if you don't know a lot about Wolfsburg's women's program, they are one of the big, big, huge sides uh, over the last decade or so. They're huge. Uh, it's them, Bayern, and Wolfsburg has more a predicate pedigree in the champions league um and i forget how many champions leagues they've won um but i think they got a string of them with leon it's them and leon are like the the measuring stick for most teams in europe now barcelona now is a huge measuring stick now but wolfsburg and leon they used to trade the champions league back around and stuff like that they're a huge side and everyone measures those measures themselves 
outside of Germany and in Germany to Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg and Bayern are the two best teams in, in Germany right now. They are Wolfsburg is the top team right now in the in the Frauen Bundesliga. Um, I think they are the better team by a mar- by a margin over Bayern in in that division. Uh, but they're perennially in the in the semifinals, perennially moving on. And so their reward, Barcelona. Um, not the best matchup for Wolfsburg. Uh, really not the best matchup for them. Um, but semifinal against Barcelona, is Barcelona going to have 91,000 people at Camp Nou um, for one of the legs? Um, yeah. I mean, but it's going to be huge. I, I look, so much look forward to that matchup uh, to see Wolfsburg try try their chance at Barcelona um, and so forth. I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, again, I don't know who on the other side PSG is going to face. Not yet. I haven't watched the entire match yet. So, But for Arsenal, I think there is no – and why I mentioned all this stuff about Wolfsburg is that there is no shame at all in losing – to Wolfsburg. There's not. Wolfsburg is one of the top four teams in Europe. You know, they are. They are better by a margin over Arsenal. And it played out over two legs. They're a better team. Um, Arsenal is, you know, obviously much better than they were last year. They have more depth. They have more more uh, chemistry, better chemistry than they had, more creativity. Um, and their defense is about the same as it was last year. Um, I think out of all, got his tactics a little bit off in this match in the second leg. I wouldn't have gone with what he did exactly in the first half, but 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 Arsenal have nothing to be, um, I don't think this squad has anything to feel horrible about. Of course, it's horrible losing at this level. It's horrible losing. Um, I mean, granted. But I don't think there's any shame in losing to Wolfsburg. Uh, there isn't. Uh, talk to Chelsea about that. You know, talk to Chelsea about Wolfsburg. You know, Wolfsburg is one of the best four teams in Europe. Arsenal is just close. They're almost at that door. And maybe one more year, they will be, you know, more, um, you know, give out of all another signing window to bring in more players. You know, they stacked up for the, this run um, and so forth. And I'm sure they're disappointed. I'm sure you all who are Arsenal fans out there, you're disappointed uh, and so forth. But they gave it a good run, though. And it's Wolfsburg, though, you know. You know, um, it was close, but Wolfsburg was just better. Just better so but no shame at all in dropping to uh wolfsburg um for arsenal really not um and so forth so so let's jump ahead to what is coming up so as it stands right now let's take a look at let's first i want to look at the table real quick though let me put let me put the table up so y'all can see it because um, it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting table uh, that we have right now here in the league. Um, so let me post that up. Let me put that up for you for those people who are watching this video. Okay, this is the league table. Again, courtesy of F- 
rugbyref.com. And so we have Arsenal. Uh, they are in clear-cut second place. Now, um, Chelsea was able to get all their game in hands done. Arsenal had that canc- that postponement of the North London Derby against Tottenham, so that gave Chelsea opportunity. Chelsea completely annihilated uh, Leicester City. It was uh, an annihilation. Um, you probably, it was a 9-0 if you didn't know already. Um, and you see where that affects their goal differential. Now they're five up on goal differential with over Arsenal now as well. That may play a part later, depending on how the results play out. Um, you know, but Arsenal is solid second place, five points up with a game in hand from third place United. So really they're in a title race. I think they got the Champions League locked up um, with as many games to go as they have, um, you know, but it's, it's a race. I mean, it's a huge race. Um, you know, Chelsea is on it right now. Um, I mean, I would give the edge to Chelsea, but you can't really c- count this Arsenal side out just yet. Um, so that is what the table looks like. Now you got Manchester City in fourth and United in third. Um you know, I think it's down to those two now for third. Um, I'm giving the edge to Manchester City. Uh, I don't trust this United squad to be consistent enough throughout the remainder of their their matches. And Manchester City is right now playing at their best. Manchester City had their match postponed as well over the weekend, uh, which is why they have the game in hand. Um, so we'll see. We will see. United has dropped too many points in situations where they should have gotten three. All right. So let, let's go back to Arsenal. Let's focus on them. Let's close this out and look at really quickly. If you're still looking at this, this is the run up. This is run now mixed in here, <laughs> mixed in here. This is the league run up and mixed in here is the competitions um, is the. Um, uh, you still got the FA Cup to deal with here, too. Um, so you're down to two competitions. So you still got the FA Cup to deal with. Um, you know, in the future. Um, so you got that to, to, to play around with. But when talking about the league, this is the run-up in the league for the title run. You know, away, three games away against Leicester, Everton, home to Aston Villa, and West Ham. Now, you got to believe. Now, I understand Leicester City got destroyed 9 nothing by Chelsea. This match could go one of two ways. This match is on Sunday. It's early in the U.S. and Canada, uh, but it is on Sunday away at Leicester. Um, you got to believe, in my mind, Leicester is going to try to try to respond and try to answer to what happened last weekend. But is it going to be enough to beat Arsenal? No. Um, Leicester just doesn't have the... the at every aspect of the field, there's nowhere where Leicester City has an advantage, advantage, or to be fair, an even uh, matchup. The starting eleven between Leicester and Arsenal would be all Arsenal players, all of them. Um, Arsenal should win this match going away. Leicester cannot score; they cannot defend. Um, I feel bad for them. This is a horrible matchup, um, and um, 
I admire their 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 manager of turning a lot around so they don't get like immediately relegated. I don't think they'll get relegated, but this is going to be a mess, I think, for uh, Leicester City uh, coming up. And then after that, it's three weeks before the next league match <laughs> against Everton, who is also a mess. They've got co-managers now. They're on their third and third manager. They're on manager 3A and 3B. They're a mess. So these two next two games are should be um I'm not gonna say easy. That's now you don't want to say that in this league anymore, but they should win these games going away. They should win these games going away. Uh and so forth. So that's what we got coming up um moving forward. So you got any comments, please leave them in the comment section. Uh, again, remember you smash a like on the video, you uh subscribe, you share with your friends and so forth. But um, you know, but this is your arsenal weekly review or you're just arsenal review um and this will be the last show for the week uh obviously it's being recorded on a friday we'll be back with the full hopefully the full squad um of con of contributors um on the following week reminder if you are an arsenal women supporter and you want to talk about your team on youtube on the podcast please let me know please dm me on the on twitter um and so forth to let me know that you want to be a part of the program and we'll talk we'll get we'll talk we'll get you on um and so forth so all right everyone this is it um please uh take care of yourselves have a great weekend we'll see you next week take care of yourselves and uh take care of each other